Welcome to the Live Life Unapologetically podcast, a place that isn't about chatting into the void, but rather sparking real change in your life. Get ready to enter the realm where positive thinking meets intentional action. From conquering self-doubt to cozying up with authenticity and achieving success with intention. This podcast is your go-to source for mind-bending exploration. Whether you're navigating the maze of self-discovery, high-fiving purpose, or just trying to figure out what wellness really means, you're in the right place. Every episode is a passport stamp on your journey to living life unapologetically. Because why settle for the ordinary when you were born to be extraordinary? In episode three, I talked about how each day is like a massive juicy burger. It doesn't matter what goes on in the middle as long as the buns hold it together. The buns in this case are how you start and end your day. We focused on the bottom bun, positive morning routines in the previous episode, so don't forget to go back and check that one out. Today, let's chat about the top bun, evening routines. Developing evening routines to de-stress and refresh can be tricky because so many things compete for your attention at this time of day. It's easy to get distracted by things that could keep us up late into the night, worse yet cause us to start tomorrow exhausted. So today we're going to talk about how to prepare for tomorrow so that what you do at the very end of your day leads to rest. When developing evening routines to distress and refresh, there are some steps we can take. How can you prepare for tomorrow to get ready to relax? What relaxes you that you can do each day? And when will you begin your evening routine so that what you do at the very end of your day leads to the rest that we seek? To answer these questions, we're going to dive into time of setting things aside for yourself and also developing a bedtime routine that includes activities that will help you to wind down. An evening routine can be something that's very overwhelming at first because we have so many things going on after work. All of us are unique individuals. I cannot stress that enough. We are all unique. So we all have different obligations and things that we do when we get home from work. We don't just leave work and get to go home and do nothing. That's really not the case for most people on the planet. There's something to do. We have to eat. We have to feed ourselves. Chores are a thing, whether we like them or not. We need to probably tidy up or get things ready. And so we need to prepare for tomorrow to get ready to relax and kind of deal with all those things. It's really important to have routines built into what you're doing after work so that you can have time to prepare for tomorrow and then get to a place of relaxation and then rest. How do we do that? What's the first step we take? Get out a piece of paper and a pen, journal something, and just brain dump everything that goes on when you get home from work. Think about your entire week. Think about all of the things that are on your schedule. We have things that are on our schedule. Now, I'm really in a good season of life where things have slowed down a lot for me. But I remember the days when I had all of my kids at home. They were all in some kind of after school. Something had practices and things of that nature. And so it was trying to get here and there and everywhere. And what are we going to eat and coming home and hurry up for bath time. And it seemed like a very rushed time. When I was in that place, one of the big things I did to help was do crock pot meals. And that was a really big thing anyway. So we would prepare you know, the bags and put everything in the bags. And then we would put them in the freezer and pull it out for the day and throw it in the crock pot, you know, the night before, have it ready to turn on in the morning so that we didn't have to deal with 
cooking dinner when we got home. So when I say write things down and look, you're going to write everything down that you have going on. And then you're going to look for those consistent things. And what consistent things happen pretty much on a day-to-day basis or on some type of routine schedule, like maybe there's practices on Tuesdays and Thursdays, if you have little ones, things of that nature. Look for those flowing things that happen on a consistent basis and decide how you're going to handle those when you get off work. What is that routine going to look like and put that into a routine. Then once you have that in a routine, managing that, depending on what that is, you can move into preparing for tomorrow to get ready to relax, which is something you can add in with those routines. If you have young children, that might mean packing up the backpacks and having them by the door. It might mean putting your own lunch in the fridge or having that ready so you can grab it when you go out the door. Anything that you know you're going to need in the morning that you don't want to rush around and do because you have these great positive morning routines already, right? Because we already talked about those. So those will not get disrupted. So you're not rushing, rushing, rushing. And also just to get it out of your mind and your head. So you're not thinking about that. A lot of times when we don't prepare for tomorrow, we lay in bed and think, oh, hmm, what am I going to pack for lunch tomorrow? What am I going to wake up and make? What am I going to wear tomorrow? What am I going to do tomorrow? And our minds are going, going. And so we're really not in a state of rest because we're thinking, ugh, these little things that we probably could have already had prepared are not prepared and we're thinking about them and we're not really getting into that deep state of rest. So having these evening routines of what goes on when I get home and then now how can I prepare for tomorrow is what's going to take us into a state of relaxation. What can you prepare? What can you get ready? What can you put in place? I put my computer in my backpack. It has a special place where I know to grab it so I can toss it in the car and go. That happens every night before I get into my actual evening routine, but somewhere in the evening that happens. If you're an educator and you're overworking, what is your cutoff time? What time does work stop and you just put everything away and get ready to take it back to work if you're not working within contract hours yet? So what are you going to do to prepare for tomorrow? I know a lot of people, and I'm not going to lie, this is not me, but a lot of people love to pick out what they're going to wear for the next day. They will iron it. They'll have it ready to go, what shoes they're going to put on, what jewelry they're going to wear, things of that nature. And that's something you can do to prepare for tomorrow to be more relaxed. So what does that look like for you? What things can you get together that you would normally have to do in the morning or have to have ready before you leave to go to work that you can actually do the night before to get you ready to relax? And once you have those things done, for me, I have to have some things tidy. I know I am not going to be able to relax if there is stuff all over my desk when my dresser's not in its place, if my nightstand has papers on it. For me to prepare for relaxation, I like to tidy up things from the day. So whatever relaxes you or gets you to a state of relaxation that you know, I have to do this to be able to relax. How can you get that done and prepare so you can go to the relaxation stage of evening routine? And that's where we're at next. We're at the relaxation stage. What can you do every day to just relax, to just decompress? Because before we can get to rest, we have to decompress. What decompresses you? Those that know me and have known me for so long know I love binge watching TV shows. I always have a show I'm binge watching at some time. That is a very big way for me to just 
relax. I turn on a show. It could be a show I have watched a million times before, but I binge watch it from start to finish. And so I might turn on a show and watch some episodes right now. Me and my husband love finding things that we can watch together. And we're watching House of Dragons every Sunday night. So we take that time and that really takes us into relaxation. And we're just fully present. When you're in a relaxing moment, just be fully present on whatever it is that you are doing. It could be reading. It could be journaling. It could be any of those things. Whatever you like to do, you can do those things. It may be playing a video game. I'm not into video games. Never have been since I was a kid because I'm just not good at them. I, I don't do well at them. They're source of frustration. I'm like, what button do I hit? But for some people, playing a video game is very relaxing. Whatever it is that relaxes you, that just allows you to be in a moment of doing something you enjoy, something you can do every single day. Find what relaxes you and do that every day. So you've prepared for tomorrow. You've done something that relaxes you depending on your time, that could be 30 minutes, that could be an hour, that could be whatever time you want it to be. Then you actually begin your evening bedtime routine. So you're relaxed, you rejuvenated yourself, you've decompressed, and now it's time to move into rest. What does that look like for you? That could look like taking a warm shower to really get into a state of deep relaxation. That could look like snuggling in your bed and reading a book that means something to you or journaling that can look like doing your skincare routine, getting your PJs on, your favorite blanket out. You can turn on the, you know, natural oil diffuser and have the great scents in the room, whatever that looks like for you that you know I'm, you know, off my phone, it's plugged in, it's ready to go. I'm not looking at it. That could be meditation for you. For me, it's definitely doing the whole shower, skincare routine, getting my PJs on. I journal for 10 to 15 minutes, and then I take time to just meditate, calm my brain. I love turning on ocean waves in the background. To me, that's so restful. That really speaks to me. And then I just cuddle up in my bed, and I'm ready to go to sleep. So that's your evening routine. Your evening routine for rest is what's going to take you into sleep. It's the last thing you do before your head hits the pillow that truly makes you feel in a deep state of relaxation, in a deep state of calm. You're clearing your mind. That way you have an evening routine that allows you to relax, decompress, and rest going through that process. Just like we talked about in the morning routines, how it doesn't really feel good to always be rushing out the door. It doesn't feel like a great way to start your day. Ending your day needs to be just as positive as starting your day. If you're feeling rushed, if you're like, oh my gosh, it's midnight and I still have stuff and my brain's still going and I'm going to be so tired tomorrow, that's not the best way to end your day because our days are cycles, right? How we start, how we end, how we start, how we end. It's a cycle. So work on finding ways to have an evening routine. I get it for those of you, especially those who have kids, that can feel almost impossible. And so I do want to speak to that a little bit because I've been there and done that. I have four children that I raised and we went through all stages of life. All are grown now except for one. It's a little bit easier. He's a teenage boy. He's low maintenance, but there's still some stuff I have to 
be on him about. But when you have little kids and they're totally dependent on you to take care of them, to feed them, to bathe them, to dress them, to put them to bed, make sure they have a routine. When my kids were little, they absolutely had a bedtime. And I can sit here and say it was because I was the best parent in the world and I wanted them to have good sleep and wake up refreshed every day. I did. I didn't want to fight with cranky children in the morning. I wanted them to have good sleep and good rest. But I also knew it was important for them to have a bedtime so that I could have my time at the end of the day and set time aside for myself where I didn't have to take care of people because I could take care of my family better and I was a better teacher if I had time for myself at the end of the day where I wasn't having to take care of another person. So having a bedtime, if you have small children at home and getting them into that routine can really help you feel relaxed and de-stressed and give you some quiet time at the end of the day. Some time where you don't have to worry about doing something for someone else, but you can do what relaxes you. That way you end your day positive. You wake up refreshed and ready for the next day. So setting time aside for yourself is very important. And I mentioned small kids because a lot of times it feels like when I have small kids, I don't have that time. And by the time they're in bed, I'm completely exhausted. Even if by the time you get them in bed, you only have an hour before it's time for your head to hit the pillow, really maximize that hour. What do you want to do that it's going to relax you? And what routine are you going to have before your head hits the pillow to make you feel better before you go to sleep? That is so important. It is so important to have time for yourself within the day, especially before you go to sleep so that you can quiet your mind, come into a state of calm, and so you can get better sleep. I want you to think about times when you've gone to bed feeling really good, your head hits the pillow, you don't feel rushed or stressed or things are in your mind. Think about how you sleep, your quality of sleep, and then how you feel when you wake up in the morning. And then think about times where you're just like rushing to bed and you're literally just falling out and you just happen to fall asleep on the couch because it was just that kind of day. What was your rest like then? And then how did you feel when you get up in the morning? Which way do you want to feel every single day? Just like with anything else we talk about when we're getting to this state of better wellness in our lives, especially as educators, especially with jobs that really take a lot out of you, right? It's not just a physical job that we do as teachers. It's very emotional and mental. And we're making all of these decisions. You know, there's all these articles about how many decisions teachers have to make throughout the day. It's very taxing on the brain. So having a positive evening routine where you can get to a state of relaxation to decompress and then end up in a state of rest is vital for yourself, for you to have more wellness and less stress and to be able to do those things, to let your brain relax. You know, our brain is a muscle. We use it. It's, to me, the most powerful part of who we are. It is so amazing. The brain just amazes me. But we need to take care of our brain just like we take care of all the other parts of our body. And the way that we do that is giving it time to decompress giving it time to stop having to make decisions, giving it time to just be. We spend the majority of our day doing. An evening routine allows you to sink into your being, being here. I'm just being in the now. 
as teachers, maybe, you know, having busy families or other commitments in our lives, it can feel almost impossible for that to happen. It can feel impossible that there's just not enough time in the day. But I want you to make a commitment to yourself that giving yourself time in the day, especially at the end of the day, leading into your time of rest is vital for taking care of yourself. It is vital for you to be and show up as the best you every day. You're not going to go from nothing to all. I say it all the time and I will continue to say it. Start with one small thing. So when you write down what's going on in your life and you look at it, pinpoint one thing. Even if that's, you know what, I'm going to watch one show a day after my kids go to bed and then I'm just going to take a shower and that's it. You know, you can add other things in later, just like your morning routines that we talked about. You can add as you go. I think one of the most important things to think about is what time do I need to go to sleep so that I can get good rest and enough rest for myself? The recommendations like what, seven, eight hours a night. Some people are six hours. It really just depends. I'm not an expert on how long you should sleep, but I'm pretty sure like three hours doesn't cut it or that's not sustainable. What time do you want to go to bed? So if you know what time your alarm is set for, what time are you closing your eyes every night? And then work backwards from there. If you know you want your head to hit the pillow at 10 o'clock, work backwards from there when you're setting up how to prepare for tomorrow, when to get into what relaxes you, and then your evening routines. That can really help you with your time. I use the alarm system in the morning. We've talked about that. I don't use that so much at night. I do have an alarm on my phone for one thing in the evening to remind me to do something that I have to do every day. Other than that, I know I'm going to bed at 9 at the latest. And usually that's if I get caught up in a really good book and I need a little extra 30 minutes because I'm really enjoying it. So what does that look like for you? What does that mean for you? And how can you put that time in? If you are literally going from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed and you fit in 10 minutes as you start, that 10 minutes matters. That 10 minutes means something. Just like when we talked about morning routines, you can build up your time from there. I spend a lot more time on my morning routines than my evening routines. My evening routines maybe are an hour to an hour and a half, if that. Yours could be 30 minutes. Yours could be, you know, like I said, 10 minutes to start and then build up from there. Make it work for you. What I really want you to take away from this is that it is so important to end your day in a state of rest, resting so that when you wake up the next morning, you feel rejuvenated. Getting yourself out of that hustle and grind and go, go, go and do, do, do until you fall asleep. Make a commitment to yourself that no matter what, I want my head to hit the pillow at 10 o'clock. So at 9.30, I'm going to start relaxing, winding down and getting into this routine, whatever that looks like for you. And you might have to put some things in place because taming the evenings is probably one of the most difficult things to do because there's so much to do. Figure out what you do every evening, streamline, eliminate some stuff. You know, you don't have to like dust every day or do laundry every day. You know, we don't live in this perfect world where everything has to get done. So if there's some things that you can let go of, let go of those things to give yourself and free up more time in your evenings. Maybe you're just going to tackle the laundry on Saturday. That's fine. Give yourself permission to do that. 
I'm going to say it. This is probably going to be so like everybody's going to think I'm crazy. Uh, just rinse out the dishes and make sure that, you know, if you don't have time to do the dishes every day and you're just going to rinse them out because that's going to allow you to rest, fine. If you're a person who your kitchen cannot have a single dish in it, make the time to do that as how you're preparing to relax. Whatever works for you. But give yourself permission not to have to be perfect or your house doesn't have to be perfect all the time. You know, you're going to get to those things. So I, I come across a lot of people like, but my house is always a mess and I just feel okay, well, people aren't in your house. Kids are in your house. If, if you have kids, you're going to have toys and things. I have, I'm sorry, I have a teenage son. Why are there still towels on the bathroom floor that you can't put in the laundry basket? I don't, I don't know, but I'm not going to stress myself out over that. I'm just going to make sure that if that's there the next morning, I, I can, I can deal with it tomorrow. There are things we can deal with tomorrow. So I also want you to look at that list and say, what are some things that I'm really hyper-focusing on that in the grand scheme of things aren't going to make or break me? Really, they're breaking my peace. Really, they're taking me away from relaxing at the end of the day. Let those go. And maybe you just let them go for a little bit until you start getting into better routines and then you can build them back in. So look at what works for you. Look at what makes sense for you. Be committed. And when we are first starting new habits, it takes practice. So you might have to set an alarm on your phone for 8.30 that says, okay, I'm going to just relax now. Everything else is done. It doesn't matter. I'm hard stop and I'm going to get ready and then I'm going to go to sleep by 9.30, whatever that looks like for you. If you need that, put that in there as a way to help you. Or you can talk with your partner or somebody that says like, make sure I stop such and such at this time. Accountability always helps when we're setting new habits. So that can be an alarm on your phone or that can be a spouse or a partner or somebody that you can lean on to help you to get back into more healthy habits because as educators, we're exhausted all the time. And one way to combat that exhaustion, one way to get out of this endless cycle of feeling burnt out is to mentally take care of ourselves. So remember, I want you to prepare for tomorrow so that you can move into a state of relaxation where you can decompress and then get into an evening routine that you do right before your head hits that pillow every night so that you can end your day on a positive note. If you love today's episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and share it with your fellow warriors. Let's create a ripple effect of liberation. Until next time, stay fierce, stay fabulous, and as always, live life unapologetically. Hey, warriors, before you go conquer the world, I got a little something special for you. If you're ready to kick things up a notch, you'll want to get your hands on the free roadmap, Thriving Beyond Limits, Four Secrets to Maximize Your Potential. These four secrets are so juicy that they're practically the VIP tickets to walking in inspired action every day. To grab your copy, head over to livelifeunapologetically.com forward slash roadmap, or you can find the link in the show description. Because let's face it, you're not here to play small. You're here to thrive beyond limits. Go ahead and get your free roadmap by going to livelifeunapologetically.com forward slash roadmap today. Today.